A River to Cross, Chapter 63, God's Amazing Grace at Work. Quote, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us, End quote. Romans chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. There are many religions in the world, but there is only one Christianity, and the defining difference is grace. No other belief system has grace, and grace is everything to a Christian. Grace is God's provision that gives life, breath, daily bread, and salvation through Jesus Christ alone. I know it is God's grace that allows me to even still be here to sit and write these very words. That I am here, that God allows me to be used for his glory, that I have a clear mind to be able to write and the desire to write for God's glory, even the very breath that I now draw, all testify to the ongoing grace of God in my life. So it is with every one of us, only by God's grace. Likewise, it is God's grace that allows us to go through things, and no matter how difficult they may be, God works in our difficulties to accomplish God-sized results. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. God's grace is at work, calling me and sustaining me through all of the tragedy and shame detailed in this book. God is working all of it together for my good and his glory as he shapes and molds me into the image of Jesus. Behind only the message of salvation, see waypoint number one, if you miss everything else in this book, please do not miss this word to all born-again Christians. God loves you immeasurably. God is for you. No matter what happens, God is bigger than all of our circumstances. God is with you. God is for you. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Do you remember the question Officer Gary Crawford asked me on May 26, 2008? What have you done to yourself? That question has echoed in my mind for 10 years since that day when I was tased twice and arrested in downtown Macomb, Mississippi. What indeed had I done to myself? Why did I wind up in that neutral ground on my knees and handcuffed? Why had I gone from being a respected public servant to a shamed public drunk? That big question, what happened, 
was the driving force behind the writing of part one of this book. Over all these years, I have asked the Lord to give me a chance to meet and speak with this officer who prophetically and powerfully spoke that haunting question into my heart and spirit. The answer to the question, why, is now before me. I had not honored authority in my life from my earliest childhood. I resisted authority and usually did things my way. The ultimate rejection of authority was my failure to honor God when he saved me by his grace and placed his firm call on my life in the spring of 1966. 18,523 long days went by from then until I said yes, Lord, on December 17, 2016. Through all of these long days and nights, God has allowed me to go my way. He has allowed me to make foolish choices and take my own path to my own peril and tragically the harm of others. Yet in all of that, in the way only God can and does, he preserved my life and he, like the father in the prodigal son story in Luke 15, kept an eye out for me and the minute I arose from my pig bent, pig pen and said yes he met me and embraced me and blessed me in many many ways today instead of being an officer of the court instead of people rising when i come into the room instead of being called your honor i work the streets of new orleans helping the homeless i go down into the lowest part of the low of society and see there are the very people jesus came to help the least of these. I have no title. I have less stuff than ever before in my life. And in the place of all of that, I have the peace of knowing I am finally seeking to follow God's lead, honoring his authority rather than doing things my way. The grace of God is the key to seeking to live a Christ-centered existence, walking daily in the grace of God and enjoying the peace of God. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. A few weeks ago, I was driving near my home, and I came to a low-water crossing. I stopped my old Jeep in the water, kicked off my shoes, and stepped out into the cool waters flowing over the concrete bed of the crossing. The feeling of that cool water running delightfully over and under my feet between my bare toes was exquisite indeed. Yet nothing in all of creation other than Christ himself is as delightful and sweet as daily standing in the grace of God. God's grace is immeasurable in provision and indescribable in power. The only thing I can say in response to grace is this woefully inadequate expression. Wow, God, you are truly something else. In February 2017, my long 
time friend James Brumfield called and asked if I would come and speak to his men's group in Progress, Mississippi. I immediately and without hesitation said yes. James went on to say, Hollis, I need to let you know that Gary Crawford is in my group. Will that cause you any discomfort? I said, James, not only would it not cause me any discomfort, it is God answering a prayer long prayed. A few days later, I spoke to that group, and the reunion with retired MHP officer Crawford was for me a joyous occasion and a God-ordained meeting to openly thank him and other officers for doing their job, and especially to thank Gary for asking that question, what have you done to yourself? A few days after that, at Gary's request, James and Gary came to Black Creek, and we all spent the day together walking the trail, talking, praying, laughing, making fishing plans, and eating some good food. As Mark Batterson said, you can't never always sometimes just tell what God is about to do. Since committing fully to God on December 17, 2016, I have not passed a single day when God has not opened new doors to help someone, to extend a hand to someone who is down, to write notes of love and concern to people in different difficult circumstances, to be invited to come and speak to a group to be used by God in various and many ways. God has opened my heart and mind to see the depth of my wrong attitudes as outlined in the painfully written chapters documenting my disrespect to God, my family, and other people, and to be open about them and know that when I am at my weakest, God is at his strongest in my life. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.